This message today is one of those that, as, as the Holy Spirit was dealing with me and to start putting it together, I'm like, this is the simplest message and the most challenging message ever at the same time. You're going to find out why. It's one of those that as soon as we actually get into the subject of you're like, oh, I've already conquered that. And then we've got to realize, but in most cases, it hasn't conquered us yet. It's one of those that as soon as we hear certain words, we think, I already know everything I need to know about that. And then you find out there's so much more I need to learn. So I want you to stand with me as we go to a very familiar passage of Scripture found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13. Some of you already by reference knows exactly what that Scripture is. So now, faith, hope, and love abide, but the greatest of these is love. Pastor, I already see what you're saying. I know that verse. I've conquered that verse. But has it conquered you? Let your word speak to us today, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you to invade our lives. And take us to a level that you desire in each one of us to attain. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you're seated, turn to one more person and say, get ready. There's a few operative words in that simple verse that has to be unpackaged. And the first word we gloss over because we're ready to go to that word love. And yet there's a word that just leaps from the pages once your attention is drawn to it, and it's the word now. Now. Do you know we live in the constant state of now? We were just in now, but we're in now now. We're going to be in now two seconds from now. Now here we're here again. You see, it's a constant, fluid state. Do you know this word shows up 1,355 times in God's eternal word? Must be an important word. Now. This word is used in different ways. Scripture doesn't use all the ways that we find in Webster. But it does tell us, when we hear the word now, that something's getting ready to be introduced. Now. So you're preparing yourself to hear something, to, to meet somebody, to, to see something. Now. Now. It draws our attention. <clears throat> but it's also making us aware of the present circumstances. Now. Now. This constant state we live in, and we're so used to it, we don't give it its due diligence. We find ourselves putting off now. We find ourselves procrastinating. I'll get to it later. Oh, I forgot. I'll do it sometime. I'll get on my day planner. Let me put an alarm on my watch and my clock so that I'll be rem reminded to do it then. But now is speaking to us. 
just like the fellow in the picture right now. Now it's one of those things that's constantly inviting us to something, and yet our life is so busy, we don't necessarily pay attention to now. Wow, Pastor, this is kind of getting deep already. Because the now is constantly offering opportunity. But how many opportunities are we taking advantage of? Now. 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 This, these three words, faith, hope, and love, is another one of these things that shows up multiple times in Scripture. It's something that Paul was made aware of. Now, we know it in this particular passage because we love the love chapter of the Bible, don't we? If I ask for a raise of hands, many of you would say, I've read this passage multiple times in my life. Some of you would say, we read this scripture on our wedding day. It was part of our vows. Many of you would say, many a Valentine's Day, I've shared that with my spouse, my fiance. Sometimes we talk about our children. We love the love chapter. And yet this triad of words shows up multiple times. Again, Paul's writing to the church in Thessalonica, and he says, the work of your faith. And the labor of your love with your steadfast hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. He realized that they worked together so well. They tanned them together constantly. Faith, hope, and love. I think something that will just speak to you in your mind, and I trust will get in your spirit, is if we kind of take the scripture apart and put it back together without doing injustice and use the word now instead of it just preceding the triad to break it down to each word. In other words, now faith. Do we have now faith? Wow. Do we just think of faith as something that's there and I'll get to it eventually? But what about now faith? You see, it's not just here that it shows up. Many of us know the definition of faith through Scripture. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. You see, once again, now faith. In other words, faith is always prepared. Faith is constantly active. Faith is readily at, at our disposal but how many times do we exercise it? It's now faith. It's not later faith. It's not maybe faith. It's now faith. This faith is something that we use constantly. It's something that tells us, first of all, that we're reminded in the now that many of the things we're made of now, aware of, is also speaking of incompletions. Something that's not complete yet. It draws our attention to that which needs to be developed. How many knows that faith is something that can grow? Scripture's constantly talking about the measurement. Oh, ye of little faith. You have no faith. No greater faith have I found is something that can be measured. So we're constantly looking at now faith. Paul put it this way. He said, 
these bodies. He called them tents. He said these tents are incomplete. How many knows the Bible is spot on when it says, in these tents we groan? <laughs> How many of you have a groaning tent this morning? Randall talked about that warm bed this morning. How many of you is like, I'm in this warm bed and this old tent doesn't want to get up today? In this tent we groan, and in this tent we are burdened. In other words, it's speaking of the now that is yet not complete. But it's reminding us that it can be completed. And it causes us to exercise this thing called faith. Of those things that we cannot yet see, we are to exercise now faith. It's not, I'll wait later on and exercise my faith when I can see it. Faith is for the now that helps me in my journey. I love what the scripture does for us. It says that we walk by faith. Again, I'm just one of these. I love words. And I like to camp out at words. And I want to just sit and look at the panoramic view of this word and all that it means. And the word walk is very descriptive of our life, isn't it? We're not running most of the time. We're walking. In other words, with faith, I'm here right now and I can't see it, but if I just keep walking, things get a little clearer. If I can just get over this ridge, oh yeah, <laughs> I can see better now. Faith took me from that point to this point. Because I continue to walk in the obedience of now faith. Whew, my God, this will preach. You see, we thought we conquered it, but has it conquered us? To exercise that now faith. Now faith doesn't always say it's complete. It actually tells us most of the time it's incomplete. But just keep on walking. Because that now faith says... Each step I take, I get closer. How many knows that sometimes that next step is even harder? And these old tents are groaning. <laughs> but in your spirit, you're saying, as much as I'm struggling and burdened right now, I am two steps, three steps, four steps closer because I'm walking in now faith. And then there's now hope. Oh, man. This hope is so important. It's related to faith. Faith depends on hope so much. Hope says, I know there's gold in them dar hills. You see, we abuse this word hope a lot of times. Well, I hope. I hope I'm, I get an A on this test. Well, did you study for the test? No, I just hope I pass. <clears throat> I 
I hope that good-looking boy wants to come over and hold my hand. Well, did you take a bath first? <laughs> did you put your smell goods on? Did you fix your hair? There's a good chance he'll come hold your hand. But if you haven't done those other things, this now hope is a position, a posturing that says, I'm unswervingly fixed upon the promise that God has made. Now faith is walking toward what hope said is there. Now hope keeps reminding now faith. Keep on walking. Keep on trusting. Keep on believing. Has God ever failed you? Has God ever lied to you? Let all men be liars, but God can't lie. His word is eternal. His word is truth. I'm going to walk by faith, and now hope says just keep on hoping and keep on walking and keep on believing and keep on trusting because now hope and now faith are agreeing together. It's worth the journey. It's worth the trust. It's worth holding on. It's, her, it's, it, it's, it's that hope that keeps me balanced. Now hope. It magnifies the now faith, the substance, the assurance of things that I'm hoping for. The conviction that is there. When you get to that place, you can say, I knew all along it was here. I couldn't see it. But I knew it was here because hope kept telling me it was here. You see, a faith can be so abused. Been a lot of false teaching with faith. Faith needs that hope. Faith just says, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do. Hope says, but let me tell you where you're going. Faith says, well, I'm just, I'm just reared up, ready to go. I don't know if it's still the case, but men have been accused of not asking for directions very well. And this one particular man, he was going down the road, and the wife says, I think we're lost. I will be all right. They kept on driving, and she said, I know we're lost. Ah, we're all right. She said, would you please at least stop at a gas station and get directions? I will be okay. And the longer it went, the faster the man was driving. Does this sound familiar? <laughs> and finally the wife says, we're going to run out of gas. Why won't you stop and get directions? Do you know where you are? So no, I don't know where I am, but man, we're sure making good time, aren't we? You see, now faith can just, I'm just moving. I'm ready to go. Hope says, wait a minute. But you've got to know where you're going. Give direction. And then there's now love. Wow. In this life, in this age, God has promised us something in this word. God so loved us 
that he gave us his salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. This now love, look very closely and see if it's conquered you. The Bible is very clear that salvation is described this way, that we are born again. In other words, we're not who we once were. There has been a change. Well, Pastor, I knew this. But look closer. Because you've got to see if there's a change in your life. The Bible also describes it as regeneration. A brand new beginning. Someone may pray at an altar and they're 17 years old. In bodily form when they get up, they're still 17, but they're born again. It may be a 60-year-old, a 99-year-old. But at salvation, they are born again. Pastor, where are you going with this? That now love. That now love tells us that we are not who we once were. This is that powerful word that describes to us, as Paul put it, everything you do, do it in love. The Bible also describes it this way. At salvation, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of what? Power, love, sound mind. He has given us his love. In other words, we've got to examine ourselves. Now, here's where it gets tough, folks. Paul's already described before we have verse 13 that faith needs this thing called love. Hope needs this thing called love. And in that, love is patient. Are you patient? Love is kind. Are you kind? Get ready. Love is not rude. Are you rude? Pastor, I don't like it like this. I thought I knew this word love. It's just a sweet little four-letter word, and it just, hmm. She got to understand something. God is. God is. It doesn't describe him as faith nor hope. God is love. In other words, at salvation, we take on the nature of God. Wow. Is your God rude? Is your God unkind? Wow. It's getting quiet. But you see, this is what's offered to us. Can I be a pastor and meddle for just a minute? Thank you for the permission. You know what the opposite of love is? I knew the word hate would come up, and I'm not going to slap your hand. But the truth is, the difference of love is indifference. You see, love never fails. Love never quits. 
Indifference makes excuses. Well, I'd love them, but you know, they're just blah, 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 blah. But Jesus is teaching us to love even our enemy. I thought I knew that word, but has it conquered me yet? Wow. Told you this is the simplest yet the most challenging you'll ever hear. Because you see, this is how we will be judged. Now abides, now faith, now hope, and now love. Matter of fact, we have chapters and verses today, but if we just kind of erase them for a moment and just read the word, the first words of chapter 14, verse 1 is, Pursue it. Pursue love. How many of you have ever pursued somebody you thought was good looking? Tony, can I give your testimony right now? <laughs> this man is one mess, I'm here to tell you. How many years the two of you have been married? 45 years. That's a long time to put up with Tony. <laughs> Real quickly, the, <laughs> the craziness of his story coming out of the Marine Corps, he saw this beautiful young lady in the car next to him at a red light. He just knew she would be wowed by his presence. She blew him off and ran through that light. So he pursued her. Constantly, 20 miles, chasing her till finally she allowed him to catch her. Wrote her phone number down on a piece of paper, and they're still together. Did I do okay? Now, in today's world, that would be called stalking. <laughs> but he pursued her. He was smitten. He was not going to be denied. Now, early on in the chase, he thought, there is no way I'm going to let that blonde blow me off like that. There's 20 other women take her place. It was a challenge to him, but he found the pearl of great price in her. To pursue is to follow closely and to overtake it. To pursue love, this love, this now love, is something that we've got to chase after. It doesn't come easy. It's easy to be indifferent. It's easy to hate. It's easy to get irritated and give up on something. Oh yeah, it'll preach. But to pursue this love, and of course it goes on then to describe spiritual gifts. And this is why Paul already wrote, you can have all the spiritual gifts you want, but if love is not the activator in it, it becomes a sounding brass. Clank, clank. It doesn't have a melodious sound. Those gifts, the ministry, the things that we boast of, the accomplishments that we have that we will be judged by and give reward by will depend on if it was done in love or not. 
Wow. It is a good word. Because you see, now faith and now hope depend on now love. Love is the fire that kindles faith. And love is the light that literally turns hope in the right direction. Love. This is one of the messages that I trust you take home with you. And you search. How am I doing with now love? I'm not talking about loving somebody when they're lovable. I'm not talking about loving somebody when they've earned a place to get back in my heart. How am I doing right now? Well, they've just wronged me. Can I still love them even though they were wrong? According to Scripture, we can. But it takes now love. Not later love. Now love. Love is this thing that changes everything. It's the greatest. So as I finish today, notice how this Scripture now is put together. Now abides faith, hope, and love. That word abide. We find it all through Scripture. John 15, I love John 15, the vine and the branches. If we abide in him, he abides in us. If his word, if we abide in it, he abides in us. This word abide is here with faith, hope, and love. It means to remain. Well, they've just ticked me off. Has your child ever upset you? This means yes. But can you love them at the same time that you're disciplining them? Yes. It is that school that teaches us this is the bigger picture as well. That God so loved the world, an evil world, a world filled with sin, but he so loved it. And he offers that nature to us. You want to be an influencer? You want to make a difference? Let love conquer you. Because you see, again, Paul put it this way. Love bears all things. I may have to crawl for a while, but it's worth it. Because love will give me the strength. And when I can get up again and get my hope set upon him again and what he can do in my life and in their life, then I will once again walk by faith. Now faith, now hope, now love. They abide. They're a team. I'm going to dwell here. I'm going to reside. You see, it's a choice. Search me, O oh Lord, see if there be any unlovable way in me. One of the greatest songs ever written is I Surrender All. It's the most challenging of songs. Because we are saying, I surrender my opinions. How many are ready to do that? I surrender my biases. My prejudices. I surrender my wounds. 
I surrender all. Because it's your love, oh Lord, that I want. And it's that very love that I want to change me. And let me take on your nature. Mm. Stand with me, please.